0: You're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creatives who are on a mission to do the work they feel most called to do and make some money while they do it. This is a show for the makers, the dreamers, the doers, the creators, the artists, the crazy ones, and the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job, we believe in creating it. So what does creative success even look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant AF life? That's precisely what we're here to find out. My mission with Creatives Making Money is to conduct 100 interviews with successful creatives and those who love and support them about money, career, and the process of making and doing what they most love, including all of the ups, downs, and in-betweens. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, writer, storyteller, filmmaker, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Hello and welcome to Creatives Making Money. Today I have with me Mariah, who is an SEO and visibility strategist for entrepreneurs over at MariahMagazine.com. She focuses on creating a powerful connection between your business and people that are already looking for the solutions that you offer while finding and fixing the gaps along the way. She believes in the power of community, creativity, and showing up in your business in a way that energizes you because when you show up authentically, you show up on Google. Boom! Mic drop, Mariah. Thanks for being here.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to dive into this. I, think I am that so
0: excited.
1: Yeah. There's so much frustration and confusion in the biz world when it comes to SEO. And I feel like I was just kind of put on this planet right here, right now to just like crack it open. (laughs) Talk
0: about it. This is your life purpose.
1: This is is my purpose in order to (laughs) explain in a non-technical, non-overwhelming way what the hell Google actually is, what it does, how we can use it.
0: Yeah. So Mariah is not only the most brilliant person I know when it comes to search engine optimization and all of that magical stuff that makes you show up on Google, but she's (laughs) hilarious and one of my favorite humans. So yeah, I'm just grateful that she's here to share all of her wisdom because this is important. If you're going to run a business, especially as a creative person, like people need to be able to find you. And if they can't find you, then they can't buy your stuff. Right. So can you just let's start with like what even is SEO? Like what if, and what do people yeah. think it is versus what it really is?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so yeah, understanding what SEO is and why it's important—it's it's one of those foundational building blocks. Because if you don't get how it works, the whole thing is going to continue to be a mystery, and you are not going to show up on Google. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And basically it means that your website is optimized to show up in search results like Google. I say like Google, because I feel like a whole lot of people are like, SEO equals Google. And like, I mean, yes and no. If you optimize your site to show up in search engines, it's going to ripple in all the other ones. But the main reason why people talk about Google is because I'm pretty sure it gets like a super high percentage compared to all the other ones. So like Yahoo, Bing, people use them, not as much as Google. So SEO humans like me, that's why we just, we, we, We use SEO and Google like interchangeably, but it's, it's not always the case. So The main difference here that I always like to point out is that SEO helps you get free and organic traffic from search results compared to the paid ads at the top. So the paid ads at the top. Those are Google AdWords. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I focus on. Um, I like to chat about the organic search results because those paid ads at the top are only clicked about 3% of the time on average, depending on the industry, of course, but I like to focus where the big meat is. So like, you know, the 97% of what's happening, 97% of clicks are from organic. It's not from that paid stuff. So yeah. And then it's also like SEO is so important because people are already looking for the solutions that you offer. Like so, everybody, everybody has problems, right? We, we all have problems. So if our mom isn't answering our phone call, where do we usually go to chat about the problems? We go to Google. So SEO is like showing up for the problems that you solve. It's showing up for your audience.
0: I love that. What, and by the way, completely transparently, like I feel like we're gonna go through this entire interview and I'm gonna have all those moments of like, yep, my SEO is like a dirty closet that needs to be cleaned. And like, I feel like Mariah's already seen my dirty closet, but if you're having this experience as she teaches you things about SEO, where you're like, don't look at my dirty closet of SEO. (laughs) (laughs) Know that you're not alone. Cause I feel like this is a much like, it's an often ignored yet highly important area of online business, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I feel like so many people that I've talked to clients and like in- Facebook groups and like communities and memberships and everything. Everybody's like, wait, SEO is like in reach for me. Like I thought it was like some big advanced business strategy. I'm like, no, y'all have been duped. (laughs) It's not like something crazy that like none of us can do. You don't need like some super technical dictionary in order to figure out exactly what to do and how it works. It's actually quite simple. If we keep our target audience in mind, and I feel like that's the biggest piece of the puzzle is like, who is your target audience? That is number one, because if you don't know who they are, you can't show it for the things that they're typing into Google.
0: Mm-hmm. Mic drop. <laughs> that's it,
1: that's yeah.
0: it. Yeah. So what's like the first step if you're, okay i need to figure out if i'm even like am i ranking on google at all like do people can people find me you know what at you know what's kind of the first step is it getting into the head of the person who you're trying to reach like where would you if you were going to back someone up and be like first step is do this
1: yeah okay good question so <laughs> I wanna talk about how search works before we go into that. So in this, I feel like Google works because it's Google and nobody kind of dives into like, wait, how does Google actually look at my website? How do I show up on the first page or the 10th page? How does this stuff work? So basically Google has little robots that go through and crawl the web and they take note of websites and the content that's on them. They scan the content, they try to get the main idea of what that piece of content is so they can put it in google's index google's index is essentially a ginormous filing cabinet where is google filing you that's basically what it is so when you search google it's like google goes into the filing cabinet and tries to pull out and show you the results that it best that it thinks best match what you typed in so a lot of people are like i'm not showing up on google And I'm like, well, you probably are because like in order for Google to organize the web, it's got to put you somewhere in the filing cabinet. So if it's not sure what the main idea of the content is on your page, it'll pick out words that have like not a lot of search results around them and it'll go ahead and just toss you in there. So that's why it's so important to know who your audience is because if i'm going to be put in the filing cabinet i would like to be put exactly where i want to be put so i feel like that analogy really helps people be like oh because like it really is that simple like it's just robots they're just looking at the content so when it comes to seo like if we're gonna break it down super simple seo is the content that you have on your site but the the catch is because it would be all too easy if that was really the case. But the catch is, is that once Google scans your content, it judges it on over 200 factors. 200? 200 factors, over. I
0: didn't even know it was that much.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of little things. And a lot of them are user experience factors so that's why you'll hear some people say like having a good website is having good seo and that's essentially the case because like if you put yourself in google shoes google doesn't want to suggest search results or like people's websites if their websites are set up like crap or if they take too long to load or if there's too many pop-ups or if they're giving their users a bad user experience because all that's going to do is frustrate the user Google doesn't want to frustrate the user. Google wants to give the user exactly what they need and what they came and are looking for. So yeah, like your site speed, how long people are spending on each page, that's a ranking factor. How long your domain name has been a thing. Like, yeah, it's all of these different crazy things. How many broken links are on your site? I say that. And some people that have like a trillion blog posts are like, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, like broken links, that's, that stuff matters.
0: Yeah. Okay. So for the person who's listening to this and is overwhelmed, because what I'm hearing when you answer that question, you're like, let me just explain this. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Because the answer for step one is kind of going to be different for everyone, right, is what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, no. Okay. (laughs) Everybody is going to start here. All of my friends listening to this podcast episode, y'all are going to start here. Number one, set up Google analytics, hands down before you do anything else. You're not even going to look at, no, not like don't Google SEO. Don't do anything else. Set up Google analytics first and foremost. The reason for that is because like I said, Google judges your site on all of those different factors. We have to know how our site is performing and how users are using it. That's why Google analytics is so important. It's how your website traffic is using your site. The counterpart to that. So number one, set up Google analytics. Number two, set up Google search console. So you notice that the first two things are going to be the same for everybody because these are part of like your SEO foundation because you can't grow into like SEO growth factors or like fixing things on your site until you're actually tracking things on your site. So if Google Analytics is how your website visitors are using your site, Google Search Console is how Google sees your site. So if Google's, those little robots are crawling your content and they see an error, they're not going to hop into your contact form and be like, hey, yo, we see an error on your site. You're going to have to fix it. No, no. If only Google was that nice. But no, they're going to show that error in Google Search Console. So you're not gonna see an error if you don't have Google Search Console set up. You're also not gonna see what you're already ranking for. Google shows you that stuff for free and people don't realize that. As soon as you have Google Search Console and Google Analytics set up, you'll start to see what you're showing up for in search results. You don't have to pay for some crazy SEO tool if you don't want to. You'll be able to see this information for free because it's the information based on your site and Google gives you that. So that would be hands down one and two before you do anything else. We got to see, we got to see where you are in the final cabinet.
0: So let's say, let's say someone's listening and they have analytics set up and they have search console set up. What are the other things that are typically they're doing wrong or not doing that they should be doing to help them actually show up in search
1: results? That's such a loaded question. Okay. So, I
0: don't really, I mean, is that bad? I don't know.
1: No, okay. So, the first thing would definitely be not understanding keywords in research. I think that that is like hands down the first thing because a lot of people, when they start hearing about SEO, they're like, ooh, I want to show up on the first page for copywriting. And I'm just like, great, probably not going to happen. Neil Patel has that one down pat. Like Neil's not going anywhere. It's gonna take a whole lot of time and resources to show up for that. So if we're just starting out, we gotta, we gotta zoom in here. We really gotta focus on your audience's pain point. What's, what's the problem that your audience is having? Is it copywriting? No, because that's a topic, that's not a pain point. So dig deeper. Like is it, are you teaching like people how to DIY their copywriting? then maybe it would be something like copywriting tips for your about page. Maybe that would be a closer topic because we also have to keep in mind the user's intent. Why is the user searching for that? What solution do they expect to find when they click on your website? If they're just Googling copywriting, they're probably just looking for random tips. And so they're probably not going to hire you because like who knows what they're actually searching for. So the more specific that we get with their user intent, the better we can place them on the buyer's journey and the easier it will be to create content that converts them.
0: Yeah. Do you think that one of the biggest mistakes is like they're being too general in how they're trying to approach their searchability maybe? Yes, absolutely. Fun fun fact, I've, I've, Once discovered that, like, people were finding me because they were Googling sassy copywriter. really yeah i don't know how that like i ended up showing up in that search i don't know i think that's really funny funny. it's a funny it's a funny random fact like (laughs) yeah that is funny like you must have had did you have those two words on your site somewhere? i think it was my testimonials i think like probably (laughs) a few people said that in my testimonials
1: and maybe if y'all are looking for number one sassy copywriter jamie (laughs) jensen's your girl So Google's like, perfect. People have been searching for this. We've been looking for you. (laughs) Yeah, I just think it's a fun fact. (laughs) You
0: never know what, like, will randomly show up for you if you just are authentic, right? Like, that's what you're saying. Be authentic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So also, like, that's even a little bit more specific than just copywriter. Mm -hmm or copywriting, because it's like, what is that user actually looking for? So another example I like to give is like, if I'm looking for high heels and I go to Google, what am I going to type in? High heels? No. I'll get slapped with like a trillion different things. I need to be more specific in order to find exactly what I'm looking for. So I would type in black high heels for a bridesmaid's dress or something like that. Super specific because now what Google is actually going to show me is the stuff that I really want to see. So that's why, like, don't be afraid to get specific. And that's how you're gonna show up for the right things. And it's going to be easier to convert those people because you know the people that are searching for that are your people. Hmm.
0: Yeah. In terms of, you know, SEO, the content on your site, you know, just thinking about this for a second, how much does your like website copy matter over like the posts you're posting as like blogs articles podcasts new content that sort of thing
1: Mm, um well google really doesn't see a difference because a page of content is a page of content to them but the reason why blog posts are so great is because you can target a topic target a keyword that is your audience's pain point. It's like before they are solution aware, before they are product aware, they're going to find you probably through educational pieces on your blog posts. They're probably not going to find you like your your homepage unless you've been doing SEO for a while or um, you're focusing on local SEO, like things like that, unless you're well-known in branding, or like you're well known, um, as a brand, things like that. So that's why blog posts are so important because it literally like the people that searching for the topics that we write about on our blog, those are likely strangers, people that have never heard of us before. And now we're casting that net of visibility and like bringing them into our world. So I would say that they're kind of like two, they're, they're different things. And also Best practice is that every page post If you have products, your um, product categories like every single page on your website needs to be targeting a different keyword or key phrase. And the reason for that is because every page page or post has a different goal. So we don't want to go ahead and target the same keyword and key phrase on seven of our pages also because we'll become our own competition.
0: Interesting. Have you seen that happen with clients where you've like gotten into their websites and been like um, you've become your own competition because you write on the same topic so much and like now you're competing against yourself.
1: Yep. So I actually had somebody that we just did an SEO power hour and she ended up having two different URLs, one for her products and one for her page, but she had her blog, like blog posts on both. And since they're talking about technically the same topic, like both of them were showing up, becoming like the competition in search results. And I'm like, whoa, 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 like where where are we really focusing here? Like which which website do we want people to come to? Where should our blog posts be? And if they're two different target audiences, which if you have two separate websites, two separate domain names, like they're likely different target audiences. If they're the same target audience, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rule, but if they're the same target audience and you're solving the same problem, double down on one domain name because otherwise it's going to be like, you're putting all of this effort into having two different ones ranking. So yeah, for sure.
0: That's so interesting. How? So when we talk about like a topic or a keyword phrase in terms of like not competing against yourself or not competing against your content like how specific is that? So like for example, and I'm gonna use an example from my own whatever, cause like you and I did a power hour and so this might be relevant and sort of help sort of flesh this out in terms of making the point or explaining the point. But so I have a post that's like, how to set writing goals and actually achieve them. So like if I had a post that was like, how to be more productive as a writer, which is technically the same outcome, but that would be different enough in terms of keywords or is it too similar?
1: Uh, that could be, you could be targeting a different way of saying that. So like all of your content likely is going to relate to each other, which is great because that's also a signal to Google like, Hey, (laughs) we put this person in the right area in the filing cabinet. Jamie keeps talking about like copywriting. So like we put her in the right area so it can boost your authority and your expertise with Google. But so if you have like two different blog posts and you're worried about showing up for the same thing, try to do a little bit of research, Google those keywords that you want to show up for and see what's already showing up for those keywords. Like is what you think should be showing up on Google really showing up on Google? So it might be a little confusing, but for, for an example, I was doing a power hour and somebody was like, I want to show up for powerful speaker. And I go, great. Let's Google it and see what shows up. Well, you wouldn't guess, but a powerful car speaker is what shows up. And I was like, we're going to have to get a little specific here because Google isn't correlating your type of powerful speaker with the powerful speaker that's showing up with the user intent. People that are typing that in are looking to buy a speaker. So what other words can we add here to get more specific? And so we had to add words like become a powerful speaker. Because if we think about like how the user, like if the user is actually looking for information on how to become A powerful speaker. Once they type in powerful speaker and see speakers, they're going to be doing the same thing you are and they're gonna be like, oh crap, how can I get more specific to actually get the results that I want. So if you have two different blog posts. It's kind of like What else would people type in what other words can we go ahead and formulate around this main topic that aren't talked about in this. Because if you're talking about the exact same thing in two different blog posts, then my question would be, why are you writing two different blog posts? Why don't you just combine them into one?
0: Well, at what point does it make sense to have you know similar content in different blog posts? Like at what point is it quality over quantity when it comes to publishing content for SEO purposes?
1: It should always be quality over quantity. So, at the end of the day, the people that are on page one are the people that best solve the problem. How can you? So, if you want to show up for something that's a little high and like competition, you're like, hmm, I'm not quite sure how to do this. Look at all the search results showing up on page one, see what they do and do it better. Because at the end of the day, it's like, how much like, How can we give the user that is having this problem, how can we give them an all-encompassing solution? What other information can I add here? So I don't care if your blog post is 3,000 words. Great. Publish it. And then if you have other subtopics, that's where interlinking your content becomes really awesome because that tells Google, hey, there's similar content around this topic. Go find it and also index it. But it also helps your user. So it it brings them into a rabbit hole on your site. It's like, okay, you found me for copywriting tips for about page but Oh, look, you also need copywriting tips for this other page. Here's that blog post or you know what you missed the foundations of copywriting. Hey, did you miss this blog post. Here it is. And here's the link because That's, that's a ranking factor. How long people are spending on your site. We want them to get into a rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> because because you have like you're i mean i'm just in love with you um i'm curious like what's the thing that makes you the most pissed off or angry that you, <laughs> you like see when it comes to someone going about seo the wrong way
1: <laughs> ooh um which area are we talking about are we talking about other seo humans or like online business owners well i just mean like anyone who's
0: trying to like get their seo together or thinks they are or You know, like what's something that you often see that makes you like angry or like frustrated or like why are why is this harder than it should be for this person? Like, does that make sense? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So
0: invitation.
1: (laughs) Um, Give it to us. (laughs) When people tell people that they have to write a new blog post every week. You need to be publishing four blog posts every month in order for Google to see that you have fresh content. No, you don't. That's a lie. That is the biggest lie. That is the most frustrating lie. No, you don't. Spend all of that time creating one kick-ass blog post. I don't want to see four blog posts that are 300 words because that's not giving me an all-encompassing solution and you're not going to show up on Google where you want to because Google gets like, 3.5 billion blog posts published like a day. So what your 300 blog posts, you think that's just gonna like run in front of everybody and like show up on page one because you published it. It's not going to. So it's like we need a deeper strategy here. So it's super frustrating when I see that. And I'm like, you're telling people to spend all this money and this resources and this time creating four blog posts a month when it's likely not going to do anything. No, we need, no, we need a better strategy than that. But I think that that kind of comes from the outdated way of doing SEO. Before, everybody was like, in order to show up on Google, you need to have content. And it needs to be coming out all the time. And I just Is this picture this guy. It's
0: like-, like your old white man voice. you <laughs> <laughs> literally
1: <they're> like, ah, <laughs> my Picturing a guy with a mustache and a top hat, and he's the one that's saying it. And um, it's just it's not relative anymore. Everybody's doing that, so when everybody's zigging, how do we zag? Because we don't want to zig with everybody. I want to show up. I want to stand out. I'm not going to be doing the same things that everybody else is.
0: I mean, zigging and zagging both sound fun to me, but I see where you're coming from.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if everybody's zigging, I don't want to zig with. Like, I'm I'm trying to zag. Zag over here, friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and listen I'm I I love that more than probably anyone who's ever heard any advice around SEO because I'm a quality over quantity person in general especially when it comes to content and I work with clients on like creating high quality content even for blog posts and I see the power the like the powerful way that that can perform not so much on the traffic side but on the like then then the content gets shared, which I'm sure improves SEO. And then they're getting more links around their site, which I'm sure improves SEO. And they're getting more sales, which I mean, that's kind of the whole point of this whole game anyway. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point of SEO. So yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I always, I tell people like, listen, if you're gonna invest in SEO, if you're gonna spend time in SEO, the positive effects are going to ripple throughout your entire business. So if we do research, we figure out What keywords to focus on, what topics to harness in on, how Google's seeing your site. If we fix all of this foundational stuff and we get a content plan that makes sense for your goal, you will like, you can use this content for your Instagram post, for your Instagram story, go and record it and do a YouTube video, have a blast. But also like you already have this content made, make the quality content because it just, it ripples.
0: And that is a mic drop, ladies and gentlemen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, so
0: just as an FYI, everything that we've touched on today, if you're like, I don't know how to do my analytics in my search console. I don't know how to do keyword research. I don't know. So Mariah has resources for all of that, right? Like at mariahmagazine.com, there's all the resources. You can learn all the things from her. She has a roadmap that she's... The roadmap is like, so we're, we can go step by step through this process and not overwhelm ourselves with all of the things. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, so basically the roadmap goes over kind of everything that I touched upon. So in the roadmap, you're gonna you're gonna get the information on like what SEO is, why it's important, how search engines work, like the, the written form of what I kind of went into a spew on in the beginning of this. Um, you'll also get the details on the six step process and an overview of why you're not getting the results that you want. So I think that those alone are worth downloading the roadmap. It's totally free, snag it. And I also go through five tasks that you can start doing today, which includes walking you through how to set up Google analytics, how to set up Google search console. And then there's going to be three more things to do after that, which include, you know, some keyword research and some other stuff that a lot of people are leaving on the table. So yeah, the roadmap is definitely like, If you're even thinking about SEO, you don't have to go to Google and type in how to SEO. You can just go over to my website, download the roadmap, ryanmagazine.com slash roadmap, and you get everything real quick all in front of you.
0: It's brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, Before we wrap up, I have to ask you the $5 million question, which is if $5 million just dropped in your lap, and you like no strings attached at all. You could do it any, whatever you want to do with the money. What do you choose to do with that money?
1: Mm, I think that I would, the first thing that comes to mind is like buying a super awesome house with like lots of windows in the woods and then making it into a retreat house and inviting like all of the super awesome online business owners to just come and like brainstorm and decompress and just, share each other's genius and like hang out. I feel like that's the very first thing I would do. Um, and then also, like the, the retreat house would also maybe like ha- fly some people out and we like make DIY crafts. <laughs> like I'm super big into like <laughs> making stuff. So like bring your top five Pinterest tutorials that you've been wanting to try and like let's let's do it at this retreat house. That's the first thing that comes to mind. I probably would have some extra money after that. But yeah, I just, I want to create stuff. I want to talk about business. I want to be around like-minded humans. And yeah, I feel like that's the first thing that I would definitely do.
0: I feel like that's a big budget for glue guns and glitter and like all the (laughs) things that I already imagined I'd be packing in my suitcase to come to this thing that I'm sure I'd be invited to. So... (laughs) You sure
1: would. You sure what Yeah, covering everybody's plane tickets and everybody gets new sleeping bags and pillows. And- oh, this a party with sleeping bags. It <laughs> sure is. Gourmet popcorn. I mean, we got the budget for all of the finer things in life. I love it. Um,
0: okay, so it's mariamagazine.com slash roadmap. Is there any other place where we should be stalking you, following you, being up your butt for all the SEO stuff?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You can come be up my butt on Instagram. <laughs> um, my handle is Mariah Magazine Studio. And then if you are a YouTube video person, you can just go to mariamagazine.video. I have a whole bunch of tutorials on DIY website tech and SEO. So yeah, and then come and say hi, swoop in, let's chat, all the good stuff.
0: Thank you so much, Mariah. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creators Making Money. And please don't go anywhere without subscribing. My hope is that the show becomes the therapy you didn't have to pay for and gives you all the know-how, confidence, and ahas you need to succeed on your journey. Sharing how you connected with this episode really makes my day. So please tag me on Instagram at Jamie Lynn Jensen and let me know how this episode helped you. Sharing that with a rating and review also helps me reach more awesome humans like you and I so appreciate it. If you're looking to connect with more listeners and like-minded creatives like you as well, and also with me, please join us in the private Creatives Making Money Facebook group at creativesmakingmoney.com group. It's totally free to join. And as always, you can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes available at creativesmakingmoney.com. Do not hesitate to head over there right now and grab all the goodies. And as always, create like you mean it.